All right. Well, everybody's all smiles this morning. Welcome to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. I'm your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. With me, as always, is our marketing director, Jen Waybor. Good morning, Jen. Sorry. I know you hate <laughs> Good that morning, morning Adam. because not everybody's in the <clears throat> mountain time zone, and that presents a new little glitch that we experienced this morning. <laughs> Welcome back to repeat guest and somebody we've been looking forward to catching up with because we never get to see him anymore, Andrew Katie. What's up, man? And good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Jen. How are you guys? Good. Right. So, of course, the glitch is that Andrew recently moved from the Eastern time zone to the Central time zone, despite not really moving all that far in Florida, just across the uh, time zone line there. So we had a little glitch about what time we were actually going to do the show, but everybody's here, bells on, so on and so forth. So, Andrew, man, so many things we could be talking about with you these days. Um, I think the one that I like the best is that you've spent a lot of time as of late really nailing down a life work balance, man. I have. It's I mean, it been a be uh... just all go, no quit, big nuts, Andrew Katie. <laughs> and you know, we thought you were gonna die over it. I mean, we literally were like, cool, Andrew will be the first one of our friends to have a heart attack. That'll be fun. Um, but no, shit's really changed for you that way. Yeah. And so funny enough, I mean, not funny, but funny enough, I actually did have a heart attack in August uh, or in June of 2020, um, had a cardiomyopathy and that was kind of, I think my wake up moment. I mean, I should have listened to Adam and all of you yelling at me for the last four years of you're working too hard. You're doing too much. You need to hire a team. You need to stop doing this. And you know, that was definitely a big realization moment in my life uh, that, you know, life isn't, work isn't worth life. And so, yeah, I mean, we're still doing more production than we've ever done, but now we're doing more production with a proper team in place. So it's not, you know, all a one man show. I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think part of it, and this has just been something that's been swimming around in my head for months, maybe even a couple of years, is that being in the mortgage business and being an adult in America, you're somebody's spouse, you're somebody's parent. Actually, you, you're a parent to four people. You've got me beat by one even. Um, animals, I mean, home ownership, all this crap lends a significant volume of organic drama. We yeah. don't need to be out there fabricating more. That's the kind of shit that leads to a heart attack. So um, your kids are all a little older. A couple are even out of the house. I think you had one start college this fall. Yeah, well, one's in college. Uh, one, the, my oldest son still lives at home, but he's uh, pursuing a career. Uh, he's getting his master's mechanics license for boat maintenance. So he's he's still crashing in the carriage house above the garage, but he's uh, working super, super hard to get his master mechanics license. Okay. Um, so there are some things there that have, I don't want to necessarily say eased your burden, but changed it. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I mean, family, I mean, you know, family can provide its own stresses and its own, you know, its own blessings, but its own stresses with it. And definitely, you know, shifting gears with kids getting older is, has been, has been just the breath of fresh air of not having quite so much going on all the time. Yeah, I get that. It's just different. 
Um, yeah, our oldest is fighting tooth to nail over bullshit with a landlord in New York. Uh, her her younger brother started college also this fall. That's been an interesting experience for him. Um, and then yeah, we still have one at home that's uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's got those same challenges that younger kids do. But let's talk about work because obviously being able to find that balance has a lot to do with changing the way your organization is structured, the way your team is structured, getting a lot more support on that front. What have those changes been like? Yeah. So, you know, going back, you know, two years ago, it was me, an assistant and um, a production partner. It was three of us. And, you know, we were, we, we were putting up some big numbers. Like I think March, 2020, we did 56 units in a month and we were throwing some monster numbers down for a team of three people. And then June hit and, you know, life kind of changed for me. And, uh, you know, fast forward to today, I've got a business partner now um, that I've partnered with. Uh, so we took his team and my team at the beginning of this year, merged our teams together. So now we have 18 people on the team. Uh, so we've got six loan officers, six support staff. And really, we, we revamped the entire way we do the production process. Uh, where a lot of the responsibilities that would traditionally be on a loan officer are now taken off of the loan officer. We have support staff to do it. So a loan officer's best time is spent selling and is spent generating business and building relationships, not collecting conditions and not reviewing bank statements and reviewing self-employed tax returns. That's not the best use time of a salesperson. So we've really restructured the team where the loan officers have the ability to sell. That's their primary job is to go out, sell, create relationships. And it's, it's been a, it's been an amazing transition. We've, you know, obviously the mortgage industry got hit hard this year, but we're still, we're still on pace to do somewhere in the neighborhood of 225 to 230 million in production this year. This sounds really familiar to me. Um, God, I just, I can't imagine where we uh, would, uh, conceptualize the fact that a loan originator's job, a real estate agent's job, all of the above is to generate leads. Correct. And everything else is a byproduct of that. And everything else is pretty much something you could pay somebody else to do. I had this conversation with a large group of loan originators in Fresno of all places last week on Friday. Uh, I flew out there to teach this group. One of our coaching clients was promoted the sales manager. He wants help with all of these relatively new loan originators. And while I hadn't done it in a long time, I began with asking them to tell me what their job is. And I don't want your elevator speech. I'm not a potential client. I'm not a borrower. What's your actual job? And not one of them could say, generate leads. Not one. It was, it was amazing to me. You know, oh, well, you know, I'm here to help people navigate. What people? Who, who people? There's no people. People don't just, you know, materialize out of thin air. There's going to be a borrower that magically appears behind me, tapping me on the shoulder, asking if I can answer some mortgage questions. It doesn't work that way. So, yeah, I think that that's really an important piece of the puzzle. And I am ecstatic. I mean, literally over the moon that your organization is operating this way, that the yeah. loan originator's job is to originate loans. There's, there's nothing in the job description that says pay stub chaser, loan rate locker, none of those kinds of things. 
these are all things that are a byproduct of Correct. originating business. Fantastic. Yeah, we even went to the point with the team where we have we have a pre-approval team in-house now uh, where you have CPAs and underwriters, former CPAs and underwriters that will actually go in when we get an application and they're the ones that pull credit, structure the file, calculate the self-employment, highlight the tax returns for underwriting of where the income's coming from and send it back to the loan officer and say, hey, we reviewed the file. Credit looks good. Here's where your credit score is at. Here's the possibility for a rescore if we pay this down. All of that upfront work that your everyday loan officer does is taken off the plate by a highly skilled team that sees this and has done this for years and years and years now. <laughs> I, this, yeah, we're stunned. Jen and I are literally like speechless. Um, so many, the vast majority, still 99.9% of the industry failing to do it this way. Just, it's an, it is the, it, I don't even know how to describe how big a failure in the industry this is, that we have loan originators doing all this work instead of originating loans. It's, Agreed. It's mind-boggling. All right. It is. So let, let's shift gears a little bit, because obviously the loan originators, and this is true of real estate agents, if uh, you guys are out there watching or listening live or in syndication, whatever, um, I think that it's really important to understand that we've got to... Find those people. We got to find those buyers. We got to find those borrowers. We got to find those sellers, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously, in that similar time frame, Andrew, a lot of this, of course, is because you're not doing that work that you shouldn't be doing anyway. Is that you've been able to spend more time doing some shit that really drills down into that lead gen environment. There were a couple of things we had talked about off camera that are off before we went live that really struck a chord. Uh, one of them, of course, is video. And your video work has gone to a new level in that time frame. Jen and I watch it closely. It's a lot of fun. It's ridiculously informative. Uh, I do love getting the education because... Some of these finite financial details that really do play a part for real estate agents, for people buying real estate, for people that own real estate is very, very well oiled. The, the video content that you're putting out now, the quality of the video work, so superior to what you were doing even just a year ago. And then the other subject is you're really doing some finite things with that video work that lace into Facebook groups. And, you know, I say this all the time and I, even on Friday in front of all these newer LOs, I said, look, you guys have got to consider how significant the power of Facebook groups is. Here's a fucking service that doesn't generate revenue. You don't pay for it. There's no advertising in it. And yet Facebook runs ads for it during the Super Bowls. The most expensive airtime known to man Facebook is running ads for Facebook groups and they don't make any money on Facebook groups. Let's consider how powerful this shit must be when we're talking about it. So yeah, give us some insight, the video work, the Facebook group work. Obviously you have grasped what I would consider two of the most important pieces in lead gen, in loan origination. And here you are making it sing. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's first important to understand that there's a big difference between marketing and sales. But you can't have one without the other. If you are just a salesperson, you have no one to market to because you've done no marketing. 
And if you just do marketing, but you don't sell, if you don't ever ask for the business, you're probably not going to get the business. And so I think there's a lot of, of loan originators that don't grasp that there's two separate things of, of sales and marketing. And when you can actually do both and do them both well, that's when business really takes off. So yeah, when I, when I freed a lot of my time up, I actually went and bought studio quality equipment. Uh, so, you know, I've got a massive setup attached to the back of my desk camera I'm on right now. Um, all professional grade equipment, but the equipment doesn't, you don't have to go do that to do video. But I was able to find and go back to what my passion is. My real passion is generating relationships. But my secondary passion is, is I really love talking markets. I love market analytics. I love understanding our markets, how our markets work, and how it correlates to housing. And so I've been able to dive really, really deep into housing markets and where we see things going and how inflation is impacting interest rates. And then I'm just simply digesting what my knowledge is and uh, honestly digesting even other people's knowledge into my own content. I mean, knowledge is never your own. It's always gained from other sources. That's where we get knowledge. So I'll, you know, I, I will watch, you know, I'll follow Mortgage Daily News. I'll follow Barry Habib and MBS Highway. I'll follow five, six, seven outlets. And then I'll digest down what everyone's saying and I'll do my own research. I'll pull my own charts and I'll start putting real solid content together. And yes, I try to do, you know, two, three, four market updates a week. Um, I don't do as many on my public Facebook page anymore because it's one of those beautiful things that people love to rip off and duplicate and count as their own. So yeah, we're going to talk about that too. <laughs> Hang in there. Uh, yeah, you and I, Jen I, both have uh, expressed those concerns to me repeatedly this year. Yeah. And so for me, like, you know, getting back to what I, how I started in this business, I, I built my initial business mostly on just providing free knowledge on social media. And if you're knowledgeable in the field, people will perceive you as an expert, really, whether you are or not. I, I wouldn't <laughs> consider myself an expert, but I would consider myself very knowledgeable. And if I can just share the knowledge that's out there, I think we're in a society right now where knowledge is craved for. Right now, especially people in real estate are craving knowledge of what is actually going on. So if you can actually give them that knowledge, but they're also craving real, they're craving raw. They're not, they're sick of Instagram filters. They're sick of fake put on produced videos of a 30 second clip with sound effects. And no, just go out there and be raw and real and do a five minute one take video. If you screw up, keep going. You just like, you want to be authentic in this market. You know, okay, so uh, one of the things that I've certainly adopted in recent years, and just as a catchphrase of sorts, only because it's what we've been practicing, is if I were to give anybody in our line of work, in the real estate business, four key words to be successful, they would be constant, consistent, authentic, and transparent. I think if you can nail your shit, your video work, your social media work, whatever it is with those four items, you're going to crush it. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But uh, what really opened my eyes, and uh, actually we decided to add this young gentleman to our uh, speaker panel on short format video at the Mile High Mastermind this week, later this week, he said that he rivaled it to punk rock. Now, I'm probably the only one out of all of these people, the two of you, and this 
kid uh, when it comes to this. But when punk rock hit the scene, that's what it was. It was raw. It was authentic. It was different. It was um, unfiltered, basically. And then he said, punk rock is TikTok to the, to the Gen Z, basically. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that's a really brilliant statement. But I think the bottom line for it here is that all of us, uh, I'm older than the both of you by a long shot, um, and everybody that we run with, we've all been somebody's target audience since birth. And we are sick of it. I don't want to be sold. I don't want to know what you do for a living. I want to know who you are. Do that live video. Do that one take video where you flub and stumble. You'll get better with time, of course. But God damn, be real. Yep. Please, I'm begging all of you. Be real. All right. So one of these things, and both of you should probably expound on this and why it bothers you and how to resolve it and how to not be a douchebag is that a lot of people take a lot of your content. Uh, last week, Jen and I were talking about, God, it was either the, uh, the, the football schedule, right? The realtor schedule of when not to show homes or uh, maybe it was the pumpkin spice mortgage joke. Jen's nodding. It was the pump this month, the core finance groups offering pumpkin spice mortgages. So we create a cheesy graphic and there are a bunch of assholes out there who steal it, crop out our company logo, and they all did a shitty job of doing it, and then just repost it. Nobody giving Jen credit for doing it. Uh, we saw this debate break out with uh, uh, Brianna Harris was doing some great work, I think, for Angela, who's now married, name is Kaysen. And look, people... Steal the content, fine. That's what we do all across social media. That's what the world is. There are really very few new ideas out there, period. But for fuck's sake, give the OP, give the original creator their credit where it's due. Jen? I will say, TikTok of all platforms holds people accountable on this shit. Like, if you post something that's a trend on TikTok and you and your video goes viral, if you get six views, no one's going to care. But if your video goes viral <laughs> and you did not give credit to the person who came up with that idea, TikTok will come after you. Like, really? where's the credit? How dare you? And I, it's part of Gen Z, right? Like, it's part of that authenticity. Like, don't be a dick. Don't pretend this was your idea. It's totally fine to duplicate it. I mean... There was somebody who reposted the Bronco schedule and that graphic takes a lot of work, oh, a yeah. lot of work. And somebody reposted on Instagram and did not crop out our logo. And I keep meaning to go back and thank them for that because they did crop the hell out of it to post it to Instagram, but they left the logo. So there's still that trace back to the original source. And it's a matter of respect for the people that are doing the work. Like Andrew's talking about all this work that goes into these updates, these market updates, and then for someone to just rip that off, like. <laughs> I, just, I know yeah. there are a string of Facebook messages where Andrew's like, can you believe these people? I'm like, yeah, actually I do. But, you know, what are you going to do? But Andrew, you found some solutions for that, too. Yeah. And, and let me preface the solutions by saying, you know. It's, it's just rampant, you know, and if I post a meme on Facebook, rip it off. I don't care. But if I'm going to spend four, five, six hours doing deep dive research and pulling charts and data and writing four, five, six paragraphs on the housing market, 
and you want to just download those images, post them as your own without giving credit, that's a really shitty thing to do. You know, there are people that I have friends in the mortgage industry that will shoot me a text and say, hey, do you mind if I copy your post? No, go for it. At least you asked. You know, at least you had the courtesy to shoot me a text and say, do you mind if I do? No, that doesn't bother me. But I, I posted one, what kind of drove me nuts is I posted one that literally took me about six hours. And I waited about, I don't know, three hours. And I searched Facebook in quotes for a section of mine. And I found that it had been posted as people's own content, not shared, but reposted on their walls 73 different times by loan oh officers around the country. And I'm other like, loan officers. All right. Other loan officers, my competition, like three people within my own market stole my content and reshared it. And to mm. me, to me, it's just wrong. Like, like there's just a level we don't go to. So what, what I did is I, I started a few months ago or a couple months ago, I started a Facebook group called the Epic Housing News. And I have set it up. It's, this is hilarious. You'll find this beyond funny. So I've advertised this group on my Facebook page, my personal page said, hey, realtors, I have a Facebook group in all caps exclusively for you with housing market updates. We're not going to spam you, blah, blah, blah. I'll get 100 people that will request to join the group. 90 of them will be loan officers. And I'm like, what part of exclusively for real estate agents do you not understand? All the of reason I don't understand this, all the things. The reason I have to do this is because <clears throat> plagiarism is just ridiculous, but it's taken a little bit of time. And, you know, you, you'll definitely notice if you look at my Facebook page, I don't post as much to my public Facebook page anymore. I've got a group uh, with my business partner, myself, my branch manager, and about 580, 590 real, real estate agents around the state of Florida in this group. And that's over a couple of months time. Yeah, in a couple months' time, and that's where I post the vast majority of housing market updates. If it's one that I feel like needs to be to a broader audience, I'll copy it and put it on my own Facebook wall. But yeah, just as a primary thing, that's where the majority of my content is going. And we add anywhere from 30 to 40 real estate agents a week to this group. And we make it very clear, this group is not going to be a spam. We're not going to be marketing to you in there. We may post updates if a new program comes out, but this is simply meant for housing news for you. Okay, let's slow down because I think that there's something really important here that is just organic to you, organic to Jen, that the audience really needs to hear. You're doing the video content anyway. You're, it's not costing you a dime. Correct. We all know that none of us pay for Facebook unless you're one of these idiots, you know, paying for Facebook ads. If you're if you're in mortgage or real estate, please don't do that. But we're certainly not paying for Facebook groups. And over the course of a couple of few months time, you have gotten an additional two to three hundred people per month coming in to consume your content at no expense to you. Correct. Yeah. And, and if I look at my posts in that group. Close to 600 people in there. We average about 500 or about four, 350 to 380 views on each post. So it's it's a heavily, not not engagements, but it's a heavily viewed group. It's not yeah. like I'm posting something in there with 500 people in the group and I'm getting seven views on the content. We're seeing over 50% on every post ends up getting viewed. Well over. More like 75, 80%. Yeah. Yeah. These It's staggering. And this is... I know that this is just kind of second nature to you, 
to have this lineage of let's do some good video content. Let's distribute it to a proper audience. Let's attract a greater audience, that kind of thing. But this kind of step-by-step, really not complicated process is escaping the vast majority of people who would love to have hundreds of people consuming each piece of content every day, every week, every month, growing that audience every day, every week, every month. And I know it's just kind of, you know, a, a natural thing to you. It just comes organically, but you're, you're in the vast minority, brother. Yeah, but you got to ask yourself the question, why are, why are they not doing it? It's one of two things. Either A, they're complacent and they're lazy, don't want to do it. Or B, they don't have their systems dialed in enough where they actually have enough free time to actually do it and do it right. Ah, back to the first subject. Back to the first subject. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I've been a big, I mean, you know me, I've been, I mean, shoot, my Facebook page was featured at Traffic and Conversion Summit back in 2018 at Social Media Marketing World. They, Mari Smith mentioned me in the keynote address at Social Media Marketing World in 2019. Social media is what I've always done. But when I got so busy, I fell totally off of the game. Just stopped doing it because I was so busy working in my business, uh-huh. I was stopped working on my business. On my business, yep. And Guilty. so it's just a matter of structuring your business correctly so you actually have the free time to do what actually drives business to the door. Yeah, I wish that were not so uncommon, but man, it really, really is. And I think it's just historic shit. I think this is just kind of how, you know, mortgage and real estate people were taught to do this for literally generations. Right. I think it's the difference of considering your, your, your business, a business or a career. Like there's a lot of loan officers that, you know, they are capped at eight files a month and it, and it's not, it's not an entrepreneurship for them anymore. Like an entrepreneurship is, is when you, what if Amazon said, oops, we can, sorry, we, we can't take any more orders. We can't <laughs> ship any more than a hundred books a month. No, when you reach a ceiling, you adjust your platform so you can have more capacity to grow your ceiling again. I mean, look at, it's exactly what our government does with the debt ceiling. When they hit it, they adjust their platform and they make a bunch of freaking excuses and they raise the debt ceiling again every time. That's right. We're not in a recession. <laughs> no, it's, it, let's just rename a recession. It's we're we're going to erase this ceiling. <laughs> Did you notice, by the way, that Wikipedia's page, the definition of, re, of, of recession on Wikipedia had not been updated in 13 years, and there were 42 edits made to the page within six hours of the White House giving their update on, on the definition of a recession. Shocker. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, color me surprised. Oh, we just keep moving the goalpost. I love it. I do. <laughs> um, so, of course, as Jen warned us, and we knew that would be the case, we are blowing through our window here. I see that, Jen, yes. Um, and I, I don't care really because having <laughs> Andrew on the show is always such a good time. Um, but there's undoubtedly a lot of things that you want to ask him, especially since you're not going to get to see him this week. We know we're not going to see him in February. Maybe February. We'll Maybe see. Maybe February. Maybe February. What, what's the daily driver today, Andrew? Just for something totally off topic. Um, daily driver, I bought the 2021 Jeep Rubicon diesel. Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that. I, yeah, I, I live in a beach that. town now. I don't need a car. I need a Jeep. Uh, and a golf cart. And a golf cart. Okay. 
I've, I've actually seen, I, I think I've seen more pictures of the dog behind the wheel of the golf cart than you, but uh, neither here nor there. That dog is one unique character and uh, she's my human. Yeah. She, she's, she definitely yeah. thinks she's people. No, she's right here asleep on the floor. Uh, well, jealous. I'd pass on the floor, but uh, a nap is certainly in order. All right, Jen, what else do we need to talk about in this week's episode? I mean, we could go on forever talking to Andrew, but um, what kind of lead gen are, I mean, you've said that you have this team of LOs that are focused on the sales part of it. What are they doing to, what is their focus? Or is it all different? Yeah, so so we are, we're, 100% 100% focused on referral business. Um, we don't like our systems are not set up for the long-term lead gen six month nurtures. It's just not our system set up. And so, you know, we, we meet with our sales team every single week. Uh, we, we drive really, really hard for them to get out of their files and get onto the streets. Um, if you are not visible in this industry, you are not getting any referrals. If you're sitting behind your desk, waiting for your phone to ring, you're in the wrong industry. You got to be out in front of people generating business and really ask for the business. Like so many times we bump into people and we just don't ask them. Like I'm, I'm not ashamed to look at the biggest producers out here and say, you know, it's, it's an absolute disgrace to our community that your greatness is not combined with my epicness and we don't do business together. Like, I don't even know what to say right now. Just ask for the freaking business. Yeah. That's a big one. No question. And man, we, we definitely come across a lot of old dogs that will, you know, chase a lead like a pit bull, but so few that know how to generate the lead. I agree with you. Yeah. And, and I, again, I just think it's a long-term industry failing. Yeah, we can buy shitty leads and give them to people, and they then we can even teach them how to chase them and work them, but we need to be teaching people how to generate them. Um, So yeah, certainly a big deal. All right, Jed, what else is uh, in the hopper for just the tips these days? Probably too late to uh, push the mastermind event that's uh, starting Thursday night. Thursday night, Mile High Mastermind number six, which is insane. So uh, we are looking forward to seeing everybody that's attending this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Andrew, we will miss you as always. I'm, I'm going to make it back out there one of these days. All right, Just needed to all take right. a year to myself. Sounds like it was a good decision and you're doing great stuff. So oh, yeah. um, if you guys want to find out more about Just the Tips coaching, you can text TIPS to 63566. It will get you past episodes of the show. Um, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, I am booking. I have one spot left in 2023, which... I'm going to put Andrew in. So really we're booking 2024. So, wow. um, so we'll talk to Andrew again in December of 23, which is insane. Um, but if you're interested in being on the show, you can reach out to me through the text code that's scrolling at the bottom of the screen. You can get a copy of Adam's book. You can book a free hour of coaching with us, all the things, all the all things, the just things. the tips, find our podcast, which soon, once I get back from Spain, I will be moving to a new platform. So that'll be exciting too. So. Wow. Surprise, Adam! I'm moving the podcast. I love how things just kind of go, and um, yeah, I, they just go. I, I like yeah. that, Andrew. This is what Andrew's been preaching the entire episode: have people that just make shit go. Stephen Brand <laughs> says, "Great job, guys! Thank you, Stephen. I'm sorry we won't see you this weekend either. Uh, who knows when we'll catch up with Stephen again? But yeah, so for all of you watching live or in syndication, thank you for 
or listening, I guess would be more appropriate. The podcast listenership is far uh, in excess of the viewership. But thank you for watching or listening live or in syndication. We will be back next week. Two weeks. No? Just you. Two weeks. We're going to take a break in uh, this coming week after our big event. And two weeks from now, we will have another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. We are on at 10.30 Mountain Time, Andrew. Mountain Time. 10.30 <laughs> Mountain Time. I got it. You, got you it, can got go it. get something to eat now, buddy. And <laughs> we will see you guys next time. Thank you, Andrew. I know carving out this kind of time is uh, a big deal, and we do appreciate it, and we love you. Love you, too.